0: La De Trio Christus. Praise be to Jesus Christ. It is Monday, November 23rd, 2020. We are T-minus three days away from Thanksgiving. And I am currently at my favorite, 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 favorite spot for now. And it's at the creek. I'm currently watching some salmon just hanging out in the creek and as I approached it I did see the blue heron and I think I was walking a little bit too fast so I scared it away I'm so sorry I could have got some gorgeous pictures today but he totally 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 freaked out when I came I wasn't even that close I think I'm about 50 yards away and he must have seen, like, my black hat and my jacket and just kind of freaked out and just flew away. didn't even think twice. He was just gone, right? He's like, oh, my gosh, I recognized her from the other day. She totally scared me, and I am out of here. <laughs> uh, but I'm standing here just watching the fish. And it's amazing because, you know, the fish right now are really at the end of their life cycle. And I am amazed that they are lasting this long into the season. We are coming up on winter here pretty quick. I am just so amazed. Every single day I get to watch the blue heron, the salmon, the seagull, and the ducks out in their natural habitat. Alright, so, T-minus three days away from Thanksgiving, and today is my Sunday. Tomorrow I go back to work. But yesterday, I did something. I did something. You want to know what it was? What'd I do? I made LEFSE. And you spell that L-E-F-S-E. It's a traditional Norwegian flatbread that is typically made around the holiday season for friends and family members to enjoy around the holiday meal. And from peel to put away, as I stated in my Instagram story, was about six hours for me to make the lefse that's on top of the days of preparation beforehand because you have to gather the ingredients you have to make sure that you have the specialized tools and you have to make sure that you have everything needed to make the lafsa and since you make it only once a year typically the specialized tools are packed away and so you have to go foraging for them And the hardest thing to always have on hand is the rolling pin cover. As those things, you know, when you wash them, they kind of look like socks and they kind of disappear. And so it seems like every year I have to buy a new one, which I'm okay with. I just have to make sure that I have that on hand. Because I tried rolling Lefse out without a rolling pin cover one year. And because of the deeply indented, grooved rolling pin that you have to use to roll it out, the very, 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 very delicate potato dough kind of just got stuck or cemented in the grooves. And it was impossible to roll out. So I found out very quickly that I had to have the right tool in order to make the product. And I wanted to make it so I had to stop and I had to get the rolling pin cover. There you go. So proper tools and preparedness. Those are very key and important things to remember when you're looking to make specialized food items. All right, so we got our Christmas decorations up. We got our Christmas music playing. We actually had to pump the brakes on a little bit of Christmas stuff because we're like, oh my gosh, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. We're going to be so tired of Christmas by the time this is over. So we did. We paused the Christmas music and we stopped watching the Christmas movies. And we still have, of course, the decorations are still up. And once we plug in our tree, the lights, those are pretty much going to be on until the day after Christmas. I don't know if I'm going to have everybody um, convinced that we could keep the Christmas tree up until January 1st. Highly unlikely. But we shall see. We shall see. Well, it's a gorgeous day here in the Pacific Northwest. I see some slightly blue sky. There's a slight chill in the air. And the wind has calmed down from earlier. It was quite windy and rainy. It's still a gorgeous day here, though. I had to come out. And I had to walk the creek. And I had to take a look at one of my favorite views, which is the salmon swimming in the stream, the creek, excuse me, and the blue heron that I scared away. I could never tire of watching either of those. One would think one would get bored, but I just sit there in my thoughts. And I imagine what my life would be if this were to happen. And what my life would be like if this were to happen. And I kind of think, you know, because I do have my own way about things, you know? And that brings me to another thought is sometimes we could start comparing our life to other people's lives. You know, only if I had this, like so-and-so, then my life would be so perfect, like theirs seems to be. Right? Have you fallen into that trap of comparison? Of so-and-so is the same age, and they made this choice, and now they're living in a mansion, driving a Lamborghini, and they have boatloads of money. Their life must be so perfect. And then you start thinking, well, gosh, I didn't have that same opportunity. My life doesn't look like theirs. And you start comparing and you start saying, well, I only drive this and I only have that. So my life must not be as good or as um, important as their life, which is not true. Which is not true because we are all children of God, and it doesn't matter what title that you hold, it doesn't matter how much money is in your bank account, it doesn't matter what job you hold in your society. We all make up the body of Christ, and we are all equally as important to the body of Christ. Now, do some things seem fair? No, I agree. Some things aren't fair. But those things don't define us, and those things aren't who we are. Your past is not who you are, it's just things that you've gone through. circumstances, situations, things. You are not bound to who you were in the past. Every day is a new opportunity to declare that you are made new. And I believe that 2 Corinthians 5.17 Because when we are reborn again, Into the kingdom of God. We are made new. We are children. And we are called to live accordingly. And you know what I realized is so many times when we're younger. We want God. And we want the Bible. And we want religion. To conform to our lives. To say what it is we think it is. or we want to pick and choose what suits us and what is going to work within our budget within our plans within our guidelines and to hold off on giving your all to God I wonder why that is you know even when I was younger now mind you i didn't have the best religious um, oh, I forget the word um, experiences as a child, but you know i'm coming to believe that you, a good portion of people in this world probably haven't either, and there's probably a good portion of people who don't question their faith. But they don't explore it either. They don't grow in it. Just like a huge amount of people in their lives don't pursue anything further or to make their lives better or to become a better person because they stop themselves from making that decision and they become complacent. And they become, and they settle. They think, oh, okay, this is about as good as it's going to be. I'm not going to go any further because if I do, I might mess up everything. I've messed up everything in the past and I, I just can't go through it any for, any anymore. I really can't. Everything is so hard. I don't want to lose everything. I don't want to become anything more in my life I'm okay with where I am and so they just kind of live you know they wake up they go to work of course they have um, funny conversations and they engage with people and they laugh and they do their work and you know get promoted and do other things but really at the end of the day sometimes because our innermost being knows that we're called to be greater that if you're not living up to your full potential and your purpose on life those thoughts and ideas are going to come back to you and they're going to show up you can't push them away forever just like I couldn't push myself away I kept coming back I said, no, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to be ashamed. I don't want to share this. I don't want to share my story. Who am I? I am nobody. But there was something inside me that just kept popping out and saying, hey, here I am. You can't deny me. You have to share me with the world. (laughs) There's no more hiding me. And so I had to come on and I had to share who I am. My life story, my journey, my ideas, my thoughts, my light. Because God didn't give me a timid soul. He doesn't build people like that. We are strong and he is our strength. And I Once I remove myself from that I'm able to Oh you guys, guess what? The blue heron just landed 20 feet away from me on a tree branch. Wow. He gave me the strength. share my story, to share my journey because He knows that I am a true testament to His will and His purpose for people. We're not here. We're not called here on earth to only survive. We're called here to bring back people to heaven, to show them that there is a way that you can live that is acceptable to the general population. It doesn't have to be to the extreme. It doesn't have, you don't have to walk around and scream to everybody Bible verses. You don't have to walk around. I mean, yes, that's great, that's beautiful, but your love and your compassion and your empathy for those who cannot help themselves is what's going to show them God working in this world, on this earth. His works are much more powerful. And until you start, you're going to have that little voice inside you at the, middle, at the middle of the night or at the end of the day that's saying, hey, here I am. You haven't shown me. You haven't shared me. And this is not something that by any means, you should be embarrassed or ashamed of it. You're not going to be ridiculed. You're not going to be banished from the community if you show love to people. You might get some. You might. You know what? You might get some funny looks. But that's because I believe that people have forgotten how to help people in need. I think that people have learned to abide by their blinders that society has set for them to turn off their acknowledgement of people who are less fortunate than they are. And when was the last time you went broke or somebody got hurt when you decided to stop and help somebody? Can you imagine if everybody decided to take a moment out of their day, out of their life to stop and just help somebody. Give them a smile. Share a meal with them. Buy them some socks, maybe a pair of new shoes, some gloves, a hat if it's cold. To offer them some comfort or an, a, even lend a an ear to listen to them. To just sit there in their company. And to just be there for them and with them. To let them know that there is still compassion in this life and people still feel. I remember a few years ago after going on my first social media hiatus. How alone and unwanted and disgusting I felt because I no longer had that instant gratification that everything that an approval, I should say, or feedback from people that aren't even really in my life anymore. They weren't able to comment and they weren't and I wasn't able to share that with them. I wasn't able to share my life with them. I remember I was hurt and alone and sad, because I thought nobody cared for me, nobody loved me, because I didn't exist anymore because I deleted or was away from my social media. That was a really long, hard, and arduous process to detach myself from that. To detach myself from the fact that people weren't going to give me likes and reach out to me via social media for approval or feedback on what I was doing in my life. I cried. I was hurt. I'm a really sensitive person. I'm a super sensitive person. And I kept at it though. I found other things to keep me busy. I wrote more, I read, I watched videos. I did decide to spend more time with my family. I worked out. I did, you know, walks and things like that. I baked. I did other things. And I no longer struggle with needing to have that approval anymore. But on the flip side, you know, because I still had people's phone numbers and texting those same people that were commenting on my social media. Did you hear him? He just flew off and I watched him. And he went over to the creek. I think he saw something. Um, you know, they're, they're off living their lives. And I had to come to terms with all the thoughts, ideas, feelings, and emotions that I was having during that time. And I had to be okay with it. And so I did. You know, throughout my life, I've often put myself through tasks, if you will kind of challenged myself in breaking my own addictions and one of my most hardest ones that I um, just went through I want to share with you but it's not truly my shining moment and it contradicted everything that I was striving to be and I had to make a decision